This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. RKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes! Now live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, man, it's a championship Thursday. Good morning to you. Welcome in, Mississippi. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. I've got Blake Mania with me. We're having some fun on a Thursday in the summer. Talking football and other nonsense. Zach Wilson leading the way for Cougar Nation. And uh, oh, BYU's Cougars, right? And he's a yeah. is he the king of? I guess right now he's the king of Cougar dating. Yeah, I guess so. I mean that could change, right? I mean yeah. that could change any time. Yes. You also only have NFL, a small MLB, uh, like like soccer. I, I see those European soccer players. Well, they're just can you? I mean, they're whatever they want to be. Exactly. I mean, they're walking into a big fancy smancy party in Milan. They also get paid more money than you could even fathom. Right. They they do. You know, they uh, hook up with who they. That is a good one. Remember, remember the with. Tiger King series from COVID. Yeah, yeah. Now, now you can just have be, uh, Cougar King. Yeah, Zach Wilson be the Cougar King. I think BYU should make posters. I think BYU will not do that. <laughs> is he in jeopardy of not being invited back to BYU because it's because of their creed or code deal? Who else was the? Who's the guy that was at BYU that like was it McMahon? Yeah, Tim yeah. McMahon did yeah, not like, adhere to whatever no. he signed yeah. back then. No. So I mean, I mean, I've been with Jim McMahon, and he like he likes his beer of choice is Coors Light. Yeah. Zach Wilson is no Jim McMahon, so I think he'll get invited back. Yeah, he's not that far out there, is my point. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. At least yet, I don't know. You know, Jim McMahon when he plays in the Steve Azar tournament, celebrity tournament, he plays barefooted, and I don't want to surprise you, Blake, but he does not wear a, a collared shirt. He he wears t shirt 
It usually looks like some kind of concert. Like you, you went to a Metallica concert last week, and some shorts. Doesn't he play golf barefoot? He does. Yeah, he's got a shirt about it. You can buy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. He's funny. No, yeah, we've hung out at him, with him at the reception and st- or whatever you want to call it. The the, the other party? stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, he he's really funny. He is. Uh, you know, I walked right by him at the bar and didn't know he was there. He looks like be- a guy. Yes, like he's 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 not big. I don't know that I could point it. If you, cut. If you did a lineup of, of people, I don't yeah. know that I could guarantee. I don't know that so I could point it out. He shaves his head now, and he's got a goatee. And, uh, you know, he's kind of looks like he's maybe 5'11". He's kind of going for a pit bull look. Yeah. The artist. And I walked by him, and and, and my buddy, uh, uh, Brian Lag was like, do you know who you just walked by? I went, no. Because, I mean, he literally looked like, I don't Whatever, just some dude. You know what he looks like in his and, old pictures? And he went, that's Jim McMahon, Chicago Bears QB. I went, no kidding. That's crazy. You know what he looks like in his old? He looks like if Brian Bosworth and Joe Burrow got put together. Yeah. He he has a lot of Burrow look in him. He the does. Swag that's a good, the, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think about And so we just turned around and hung out with him and drank Coors Light with him. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Cold Coors Light and a ribeye. Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. KesslerPrime.com in the Renaissance, but that's KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. The Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line is 601-707-3750. Twitter handle, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter's back up so everybody can turn around again. Go back to work. And go back to work. (laughs) You're good. And Adam, you know, we were kind of worried about Adam Schefter. And he's going to be okay. No one's worried about Adam Schefter. Yeah, no, he's Adam Schefter's salary at ESPN is nine million dollars a year. So they had to lay everybody off. Ooh, they had to pay Adam Schefter and and your Steve, boy Matthew Barry left. And Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I actually I'm very interested. Side note: big fantasy football fan. If you didn't know, uh, I'm very interested to see what happens with Matthew Barry because he's very young. He's not he's not done working. No, so, so I love to know what his next project is. Well. He already hit a lick when ESPN bought his business years ago. Then he made the run at ESPN as their number one fantasy football guy. For like 20 years almost. Was it that long? Uh, not close. Or not quite, but close, yeah. And uh, can I ask you, Have you know, you manage my Kessler Prime team. Have you lost your fastball in fantasy football? We went on because an eight-game winning years, streak last year. We, we just went on a seven-game losing streak to start. So, so you pulled a Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, or a... Uh, he won Flo- five and lost six Tom, or something? Uh, Tom Flores? No. Who's the Miami coach? I'm going blank now. That they fired? Oh. Flores, right? Uh, Brian? Yes, Brian Flores. I don't know why I was saying Tom Flores. Brian Flores. I think Tom was the Oakland Raiders Correct. coach when they won it in 81 <laughs> I was or two. Like, I was like, he's like dead, isn't with he? With <laughs> Jim Plunkett and Lester Hayes and... Uh, Marcus Allen, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, we were the Brian Flores of fantasy football. We missed the playoffs by one game. Because oh, we weren't we, that bad then. We, because we started 0-7, and, and then we won like eight straight games. Okay. No, I, Did uh, it surprise you that I, I couldn't name one player on our team? Yeah, no, it's fine. That's okay. okay. We, did the, we did the draft at Kessler Prime. That's my favorite part. It, it's incredible. I had this conversation with someone yesterday. The best part of fantasy football is the draft. No question. It's the most and fun. And we trump everybody because the commissioner owns a, a cool restaurant. Yeah. There's very and lets few, us yeah. come in on a Sunday and hang out. Very few places Monday, to I don't draft. Remember when we do it? No, it was Sunday. It's, it was sometimes a Sunday we do it afternoon. on Labor Day. Yeah. Sometimes we do it on Sunday. We uh, there's, there's very few places you're going to draft that will be better than that. Uh, unless you're at like a resort. Yeah, Vegas. I've seen some Vegas people do Vegas cool. drafts. You know, 
Vegas would be cool. Yeah, that's a fun one. But but uh, yeah, that's we, just an excuse. We're gonna get exactly. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna get back to the playoffs this year in the Kessler Prime League. So we missed it by one game. One game. And, we, and that, we weren't as bad as we we just had a very that whole tough thing's like year. Major League Baseball. If you just make the postseason, you could win it. Yes, I was uh, in my other big money league that I do myself. I was scrapping the whole time because I just dealt with a lot of injuries. Ended up getting to the playoffs as the last seed, came in second. That's wow. all. That's all it takes. I mean, like you said, it, all it takes is getting to the playoffs. Okay, and then you got a chance. So all right. sometimes you just have down years. You know what I mean? Okay. Is what. It, speaking of which, Eric, give me my freaking money. You still owe me that money from last year. Does he really? Yes, because he's cheap and he doesn't have Venmo and he wants me to come get it at in person. I'm like, this is 2022. Uh, he's breaking like tons of grow man up, rules Eric. and bro rules and so yeah. on. I won't say your last name, but if I don't get my money soon, I will. How much is it? Like 180. Two hundred dollars, something like that, plus interest now. Yeah, should be. Yeah. I've been making money off that. I mean, we've got inflation at nine point one percent. So basically, your money's now mm. your one eighty means it's like fifty seven dollars. Speaking of Sorry. money, someone on the text line was talking about nil deals, and he made the point, and I think this is a great topic to to switch off to on money. Now you're going to have to pay just as much to keep your roster intact as you did to get those kids on campus to be on your roster, and. Name, image, likeness. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I understand. You gotta, you, you're gonna have to keep guys from getting getting poached, right? We talk. I mean, yeah. Ole Miss went and poached some guys out of Georgia Tech. You're gonna see those top end teams do that. NIL deals are gonna become even more about keeping guys on campus rather than oh, getting no, them to the campus. I think the focus is retention first. Yeah, absolutely. And then the transfer portal. Yeah, that, which I don't, I'm not sure all the fans realize that. Which is fine. They have other jobs. We're sp- supposed to read up on all this stuff. Correct. Talk to people like we have. But the point is, yes, you just nailed it. It's retention first for Kith and Kermit and Bianco and for Leach, Jans, and Lamonis. Absolutely. And then it's go hunting for new players. Yeah. Because just like you're hunting for new players, everybody else is hunting for players too. Yeah. And don't get it twisted. Alabama, LSU, Georgia come calling. It's going to be tough. You better make it worth their while to stay on your campus. No question. No question. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. I, I don't... I, I don't know how... Well, it's going to be regulated at some point, but I think we're in for a, a several years of... Learning curve? Yeah. yeah. And, and then it'll be regulated, and it'll look a little bit better, but it'll be just whatever for this next 36 months, maybe longer. And somehow they'll figure it out, structure it, regulate it, and then maybe... And then I don't know what happens then, honestly. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Go local, go with the home team. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. Also, Twitter handle at Bounds. Give us a follow on Twitter. And thank you for hitting Apple Podcast and searching the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Blake, we've got the Open Championship going on, and uh, our leaderboard updates will be brought to you, are brought to you by Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. That's where you want to go before you go to Live Oaks Golf Club. Edwin White's Golf Shop. Edwin White's Golf Shop. County Line Road. Tiger Woods uh, warming up, and... So, Ernie Els is five under. I was about to tell you that, yeah. Els, you know, he doesn't really play that much. I mean, he's a former Open champion. Uh, he doesn't really play that much on the tour anymore. He's from uh, South Africa. That's correct. And was a hell of a player yeah. in the yeah. what, late 90s, early 2000s. Five down through 15. He's uh, 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 second on the board. Cam Young finished eight under. And that is the standalone leader. Two guys at five under, Cam Smith, who's been uh, a major hunter over the recent uh, months. Ernie Ells, five under. Your boy, Roy McIlroy, was five under. He dropped one. He's now four under. And uh, Ian Poulter, three under. Another big name up there at the top of the leaderboard. Bryson DeChambeau, three under on his first round. How about that? Yeah. And you said that the uh, Live Tour players, which is part of the whole you know Saudi Arabia tour, uh, that they are giving them terrible tea times and not showing them on TV according to social media and Twitter? That is correct. For One would be Ian Poulter, who has had a, a, a heck of a yeah. day. Yeah, and Bryson DeChambeau. And Bryson DeChambeau. Lee too. Westwood was uh, was playing well, too. Uh, see if he's, he's dropped now. to th- Oh, no, he's still at three under. Okay. There's a lot of guys at three under. So uh, Lee Westwood also at three under for his uh, first round. The scoring is a lot better than the last championship or the last major we watched where it felt like nobody could get under par. Yeah. Tiger Woods at the at the range. Did you see the article is this Tiger's last roar? And then he countered with I'm not thinking about retiring, isn't that correct? Yeah, you know, I, it's a great question not only for Tiger Woods and for golf fans, but for golf in general of how much runway do you actually have with Tiger Woods? Probably not much left. Doesn't feel like much, especially if he's not making cuts, right? Right. Like, every time he goes out and continues to not make a cut, that luster and that shine, unfortunately, just it. people begin to believe less and less that he'll make a cut, right? That's not good. Right. Um, what do you think? I don't know if he can compete again or not. I don't know. Uh, he has not shown you he can compete at the level that he wants to. So why would you assume that he'll get there? But he's also a guy I don't want to, you know, I'm very wear, uh, weary of, yes. of counting him out. Yeah, you don't bet against, like, death, Jake Mangum, Tiger Woods, right? right? Yeah, you don't bet against people like that. Sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I, I hope he can play at least at 
a couple of good majors. Yeah, you know, I mean competitive, right? He needs to make cuts. Hang around That's in, the- in the top. T- well, yeah, well, make it. A, I was, I was thinking maybe he could just hang around in the top ten or top the fifteen for a major in the next year or two, and then hang it up. The difference between a golf tournament where Tiger makes the cut and a golf tournament where he doesn't oh, make my the cut, goodness. even if he's not in contention, the difference is night and day with TV ratings. It's just not even close. Yeah, not even close. Ernie Els. What, don't they call him like the Big Easy or something? I would have he's no idea. He's a big idea. dude. He is a big guy. He's he's in Cigar Aficionado. You know, he's super close to Marvin Shankin, who owns Cigar Aficionado and, and Wine Spectator. And, uh, he, you know, Ernie was... The problem is Ernie was good when Tiger was at in his prime. Yes, like, which means he didn't win a bunch of majors. And it was before yeah. Tiger did too much training with, you know, Navy SEALs and mm-hmm. the whole, of, you know, affair stuff. Mm-hmm. And so Tiger from 97 to 05, I think, was, you know, just, well, the best ever. Or, or maybe even 08. You know, it was about a 10-year run, 8, eight, eight 9, 10-year run. And Ernie, that was the prime of his career, yep. too. And Phil's, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Phil Mickelson. DJ Singh was, a, yeah. was an amazing player. Phil Mickelson taking a casual approach to the Open today? Wearing a t-shirt and a pullover? Justin Thomas looks pretty casual with that camo pullover <laughs> he on. He does. At least his is logoed. That's true. Phil's was just like a black. Pool. Phil's going with the all black. I'm the bad guy. Look now. He he he's embracing the renegade, maverick type deal. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and and I guess because he doesn't have any sponsors now, he doesn't have anything on his shirt. Yeah, I think he's got a couple sponsors, okay. but he lost the big boy. Like the big boys were like, ah, eh, we're and, good. And they probably wouldn't let him wear a a live. Pullover. But can, well, hold on, a timeout. Can how can they tell you you can't wear yeah, that? Yeah, that's a great question. The the DOJ uh, Department of Justice is already looking into the PGA for kind of how they reacted to players joining the Live Tour, and that will be, you know, we'll, we'll have to monitor that investigation. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that could be a big deal. Did the PGA jump the gun and do some things that? Uh, you know, may not be legal in the in the world of labor. Yeah, I, that's a great question. I, yeah, I love that guy right there. Uh, is it Shane Lowry? Yes, he looks like he is ready to smash a Guinness Beef. and a Jameson. Yeah, whenever well, I know he has smashed uh, a double cheeseburger, a Guinness, and Jameson shots. Yeah, over there it's uh, fish and chips, right? Fish, fish and, and chips. chips and Guinness. Yeah, dude, they, the fish and chips I had in Ireland. Oh my gosh, in. Incredible. I, you know, I hear conflicting, you know, some people are like, they're oh, not good. No, it was amazing. First yeah. off, it was like a whole fish fried. It was incredible, basically. It was like, it was the size of my forearm. And then you put the vinegar on it with, uh, with salt and pepper. Oh, gosh. It was, it was fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Not as good as the duck I had last night at Bravo, but close. Yeah, I wouldn't think it was. <laughs> different. They're different fowls. I, I think. Different birds. Because most people tell me that's not that awesome, but maybe I'll I'll check it out one day. I, I think I need to go to St Andrews next time. This you should tournament. I, I don't know why I'm not there. I mean, I could have gone. I, I feel like gone. it's uh, right up there with Augusta, right? I know obviously Augusta for us is more sentimental because it's American soil, right? But St Andrews has been played since 1400s. That's when it was open. St Andrews Golf Course was open in the 1400s, and this is the 150th Open Championship. Yes, I couldn't tell you how many times they've been at St Andrews, but it's a truly it's remarkable a place. Yeah, 
What's really cool is how it's woven into the town Isn't of St. Cool? Andrews. All yeah. the bars and pubs are just right there. Speaking of which, a little uh, fun fact on, on golf. There's a it family. It doesn't look like they do like chalets and stuff like that. No, 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 no. Sky, it's whatever you want to call them. No, golf you just, it's just a town. Yeah. And you just exist in it for the Open Championship. Uh, really funny story. There's a family called the Cheap Family, C-H-E-A-P-E. And they sold back in, you know, like 300 years ago, their family sold some of the land to the St. Andrews Golf Club that built this course. And so up until a few years ago, they had six tee times reserved anytime they wanted them every day, including during the Open Championship when it was held there, which meant the tour would have to buy back those tee times from them every year. Wow. What a deal. All because they sold land to the club 100 years ago. That's a good story. That's not a bad deal at all. No. Our open championship discussion brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road. All right, we'll move on from, from golf here for a second. The show, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, is brought to you by I Care Professionals. Dr. Kirk Jeffries, I Care Professionals, two locations on Lakeland Drive, one in Flowood, Bell Mead. That's I Care Professionals, Flowood, Bell Mead. And then I Care Professionals uh, right across the street, a little down from Smith Wills. So it's not but a mile off I-55 in Jackson. And that's LASIK and cataract surgery, eye care professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries. That's where you want to go for LASIK or cataract surgery, eye care professionals. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Tom Luganville back after a couple weeks hiatus. He went to Hawaii in the Bahamas. Hawaii for work, allegedly. And uh, a little family vacay. So, Loogie Lugsters is coming in hot on Southern Cal and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. Tom Luganville will join us on the Corona Premier Guest Line, National College Football Analyst with ESPN. Tom Luganville. Coming up next, show is brought to you by Eye Care Professionals, Dr. Kirk Jeffries, LASIK and Cataract Surgery, Two locations on Lakeland Drive, Flowood, Belmead, and of course in Jackson, just down from Smith Wills. The show is also, well, we'll be back in a minute with Tom Luganville. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com for your next pre-owned or new SUV or truck, including the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike in Flowood. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app, and we welcome in our friend, National College Football Analyst with ESPN, also head of recruiting. Tom Luganville joins us on the Modelo guest line. Lugs Mania, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I've I've been on a a whirlwind over the last two three weeks. I'm uh, right now. I'm at Elon University in North Carolina with my son for a football camp. Oh, cool! And uh, so I've been bouncing around all over the place. I had to go to Hawaii for work. I know y'all feel terrible about that. And then, tough uh, stuff. I had a coat. Yeah, then I had a COVID makeup trip with my family over the last six days that was actually booked three years ago. So I've been <laughs> busy lately, man. Oh, uh, how was Hawaii? It was really good. You know, it's it's interesting, and I don't know if we've talked since that. Um, and I don't know if you're aware of you know what's transpired over in that state over the last three years, but the the, the pandemic really crushed and destroyed a lot of athletic and academic opportunities for high school student athletes over there. You know, the vast majority of high school football players have not played a full season of high school football in the last three years. So you have all of these islands with pretty darn good high school football. And now these kids can't get recruited because they don't have anything to put on tape. So our group at the UC report, um, we went in there and we put on a basically a, a day-long clinic and combine and recruiting seminar for kids and their families. We ended up having over 400 high school kids. We had almost 200 middle school kids to hopefully get some data on those kids to, to get out to universities on the mainland and, and maybe help you know, bring some attention to those kids that, you know, to no fault of their own, because of the pandemic, haven't had a chance to play football. Wow. Okay. And what town were you in? Or towns? Cities? We were on the island of Maui. And and what was unbelievable was I would say almost three-quarters of the high school kids were kids that flew over from other islands. Wow. That's, that's how important this – yeah, that's how important this was to them and their families and – you know, we were able to put together a, you know, a recruiting seminar, everything from academically, what do you need to be involved in, the different levels of college football, uh, social media presence, you know, kind of put together about a 35-minute PowerPoint that I do with, with, with families and kids and, and kind of presented that to them. And it was, it was really, it was very enlightening, but it was also very gratifying and rewarding because, you take for granted sometimes when you're over here on the mainland and you live in Atlanta or you live in Dallas, or you live in Orlando or Houston and, you know, you know, camps are being run by somebody just about every weekend and you have access to attend to those camps and you've been playing high school football for the last two to three years. These kids have had none of that. And so mm-hmm. it was a, a big success for us. Hope to go back next year and the year after. Oh, that's great. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. All right, let's uh... – Let's pivot and talk Southern Cal and UCLA to the Big Ten. Where were you? What was your reaction as someone who played uh, Power 5 QB at Georgia Tech and had been in the game for a long, long time? My reaction is that in order to survive 
in the college football landscape as it currently stands, everybody's looking to position themselves to bring in more revenue. And, you know, when you start to look at what is divvied out amongst not only the Big 12 programs, but particularly the Pac-12 programs from an individual revenue standpoint, how do you blame USC and UCLA? I mean, they, they've got to do what they did. Um, it's going to be about survival. And as we keep going down this path and the music starts to stop, there are going to be a lot of people from a financial aspect, a lot of universities that are going to be left without a chair when the music stops. And so you have all of this jockeying and, and this positioning from programs that they know they, they, they have some equity, they have some stature, like an SC does, like a, US, a UCLA does, and they are coveted, all right? And so when you take a look at, okay, well, what could be the next dominoes to fall? You look at Clemson, you look at Florida State, you look at Miami, um, what's going to happen with a program like a Washington and, and an Oregon? SC and UCLA saw an opportunity to get out while the, while the getting's good, and I don't blame them. Who, who could blame them from a sheer financial perspective? Now, the one thing that I've been kind of just chuckling about and, and been commenting on from a tongue-in-cheek perspective is get ready for a lot of noon Eastern or 11 Central kicks and if you're USC and UCLA, depending on how the schedule lays out, get ready to go into Madison, Wisconsin in late uh, November. Yeah. Get ready to go to College Station, or excuse me, to uh, State College in late November. You're going to go into some climates that you haven't had to deal with before, and you're also going to have to play in some kicks that are going to be not overly customary to what you're used to. So. The thing I think this thing is going to be fun. I, think I do it's too. A, a sign of I think it's just a sign of things to come. This is this is a tipping point. We're going to see more and more of it, and everybody's going to start jockeying for financial survival. Yeah, you know the Big Twelve. It, it, it now looks like the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve are at some kind of standoff. Like who's going to grab which? It, does the Pac Twelve survive and grab Big Twelve teams, or does the Big Twelve survive and grab Pac Twelve teams? And right. And then I think also, Tom Luganville, that Clemson has attorneys, Florida State, Miami have attorneys that are trying to, I, I don't know if you can go here because of where you're employed, but into grant of, uh, grant of yeah, rights grant of in right. 2036, sure. yeah. and, and they, they signed over all their stuff, as you know, to ESPN Disney. And so I, there's a lot of moving parts as to how, you know, this could look and who could be the third conference, Luke's. Depending. Yeah, there are. And listen, at the end of the day, uh, these institutions, they'll be prepared to go to court if they have to. Um, and they will be in a position to, I think, you know, especially a program like a Clemson, like a Miami, like a Florida State, uh, you know, with, with some clout and some stature and some backing. Um, they, they are going to either want to be a part of the SEC, potentially be a part of the Big Ten. And by the way, we... We, we need to now, once and for all, eliminate any line of thinking that has to do with, with a regional aspect. Those days are over. Yeah. Regions and, and boundaries and rivalries and all those sorts of things mean nothing anymore. So we got to get past that. We're not going back to it. That part's over. That's why conference affiliation, anybody that starts talking about, well, 
I don't know. They'd be a better fit because to the SEC. Why? Because of where they're located. That, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Now it's all about money. So where's the best landing spot financially? And listen, if you're the Big 12, you just added for your survival over a year ago programs from the group of five level. I don't think that, I mean, yes, it's, it's Cincinnati and UCF and you know, Memphis and Houston, are those, are those prominent group of five programs? Yes. Are they more prominent than Oregon, Washington, Arizona State, Arizona? Uh, Utah, I think, is going to be highly coveted in all of this. No, they're, they're not. And so you're right. It, the, where the Pac-12 goes, where the Big 12 goes, um, and, and who's left standing, I think that's, it's going to be fascinating to watch that unfold. And, of course, people are telling us that um... – this could all come down to Notre Dame, Tom. And when, if and when they decide to join, I guess, the Big Ten, I just don't think them they will ever strongly consider the SEC for a variety of reasons, even though the SEC is a million times stronger academically today than it was 30 years ago with, with Florida and, and Georgia and A&M and Texas and Vanderbilt as a private. But... Uh, you know, we're told by athletic directors that it, it's it, a lot of this, the next run for the SEC and the Big Ten really comes down to what what Notre Dame does in the next year, two, three years. Oh. Yeah, and, and listen, you know, Jack Swarbrick kind of showed his hand and kind of sent a message to everybody when he very clearly came out and said, listen, a couple of things that would impact this is a television rights deal going to be equal or superior to what we currently have? Is our path or inclusion to participate in the college football playoff going to be equal to or better than what we currently have? All right. Those are, those are very realistic areas that would have to be addressed. He's not hiding that from anybody. So he's sending a message to the SEC, to uh, NBC, to the Big Ten, that in order for us to even be in this conversation, there's, there's a couple of things that have to be addressed first and foremost, and he's telling them exactly what they are, which, you know, listen, that makes sense. And so, yeah, is it a big domino? I, I think it is. Um, you know, I, I think what's going to be interesting, too, is um, when you look at all of this, the one team that I think is interesting that doesn't get mentioned in all of this is Stanford because – Stanford has a rivalry tie to Notre Dame. Stanford has an academic tie and a profile with the Big Ten in, in, in the same realm as the, as the Northwestern. And when you think about Stanford, don't you kind of think about a team that just kind of fits? Like they kind of they look like a Big Ten team. They play like a Big Ten team. I, I think that's going to be an interesting position for Stanford to see if they can sell and get included in something because of the tie to Notre Dame and because of the profile they bring to the equation. Because I think the exact opposite could potentially happen with the SEC. I mean, is it only a matter of time that, that the SEC says, hey, Vandy, listen, it's been a great run, but we don't need you. You know, at, at some point or another, is, is that conversation going to have to be had? Hmm. Interesting. Um, so if you had to bet on it today, would you say Notre Dame jumps in in the next couple of years, the Big Ten? 
Especially if they're uh, left out of I think they, look. If they're left out of the college football playoff, or if they believe that that will that vote will come down in the next couple of years, where the two commissioners, whoever it's going to be, but let's say Sankey and Warren, say, you know what, we're not just yeah. going to grant them that, and we're going to kind of force their hand. You know that that could be yeah. the tipping point, Luke's. Yes, I think that that's the, what you just said right there would be the one thing that could push they. Notre Dame right now, because they're under contract, they have the ability, I think, for a little while to play the slow game here. But eventually, at the end of the day, if this thing all goes in the direction of two absolute super conferences, then those two commissioners are not likely to just sit there and say, okay, well, just because you're Notre Dame, you get to play in the same group with us without joining us. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that could, could, could become a very real uh, situation for Notre Dame. But I don't think it's tomorrow. And I don't think it's next week. And I don't think it's next year. Okay. Uh, how many games, if any? I don't. I don't. Have you called it? I mean, I know they're with NBC, but what Notre Dame? Yeah, I've done. Uh, I did Virginia last year. I did NC the, State the during ACC Hurricane time. Matthew. ESPN. If you remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've done. I've done Notre Dame. I think I've done three games of theirs in the last five years. But you're right. I mean, you you just you don't have many opportunities. But because we're an ABC crew, when they play on the road. You know, our company generally is going to put them on ABC. Yeah, uh, especially with the eyeballs they draw. So, yeah, um, I saw the Andy Staples article this this week, and we've been referencing, uh, you know, Notre Dame's 67 to 68 games, a million plus, 15 of those, 5 million plus uh, eyeballs and so on. So, how many have you called in South Bend? Zero. Zero. Nobody has. That's because of the Think NBC thing. Nobody has. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was going to ask you what that was. You know, to me, Mike, Mike, Mike Tarico, Drew Brees, uh, uh, who is uh, Doug Flutie. They've called a lot of them. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it's still amazing to me that they've got the brand power they do. I, I've, I've thought of them as a, I mean, I, here I am in the SEC. We love it. And we watch games all day or we travel around the league. And, uh, but yet they still draw, Tom. But I wonder if it's more 50 and older, 60 and older, because like I was talking to Blake, who's 30 and he's like, I don't, I don't think my guys 30 and under care about that whole Notre Dame shine and brand. How do you see it? I totally agree with that. I do think it is, there is an age demographic tied to the draw, tied to the attention that's given. Um, I do think also that gets handed down and passed down through, that's you true. know, Catholic families um, and, and, you know, the the next generation there. But as far as the overall, let's just say, 15 to 24 demographic over the last 25 years of college football relevancy through the lens of a high-profile prospect, through the lens of a 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old, or 5-year-old, I think it's dramatically shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what has what has created challenges is when the SEC started to you know begin its dominance when they formed two divisions and you know from ninety two essentially through the early two thousands and then now what we have um, what did kids of that era grow up identifying with mm-hmm. it wasn't Notre Dame in nineteen eighty eight it wasn't Notre Dame in nineteen seventy six. It was Alabama, Florida of 96. Right. Okay. It was Florida State in Miami of 99 and 2001. 
And so a lot of this, the, the draw and the familiarity and the following, a lot of it is age-related just because as the decades go by and the eras bypass, um, you know, I've said, this, I've said this forever about kids out west in the state of California. You know, you're sitting there and you're going, how does a kid in Southern California, how does USC lose a kid to Clemson? How do they lose a kid to Alabama? How do they lose a kid to Miami? Well, think about it. When that, from that kid age five, uh, five to, let's just say, 17, when that kid's a football player and he's growing up, who are the dominant programs in college football right now? Exactly. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Miami. So it's not USC. So that again, it's it's what do they identify with? Yeah. All right, Tom Luganville, National College. By the College. way, by the way, real quick, yeah, real real quick, Bo. I think it's interesting too, and this has gotten glossed over in all of this. You know, there's been a lot of criticism of you know Lincoln Riley and why he decided to take the USC job and things of that nature. And you you know you look at it on the surface, and it's easy to say, okay, well the path to the college football playoff is going to be a lot easier. Um, you know, he's going from a non line of scrimmage league to another non-line of scrimmage league. Well, that's coming into an end now. That's true. Because now both SC and UCLA are going into a line of, line of scrimmage league. That's a great point. Big time. That That is a great point. Uh, and not just Ohio State and Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin. No. And Iowa and some others are beasts in the line of scrimmage. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you have evaluated this guy, but I got to throw it out because Mississippi State people are are hitting me. Uh, Chris Parson is a quarterback out of Brentwood, Tennessee, and he just decommitted from Florida State. And there are right. strong yeah. rumors that Leach and his offensive staff, his his grandparents live in Starville, Mississippi, Luke's, and yeah. they've been on him, but, you know, FSU was there. He decommitted from FSU this week. There's talk that he's coming back to Starville for their big air raid camp or whatever they call it uh, in July 29th. Have you evaluated him? Do you know anything about Chris Parson? Yeah, I have. He's in our ESPN 300. I actually had the opportunity about, uh, oh, six weeks ago to work with him personally um, in, a, in a camp setting. Uh, Florida State actually deserves a lot of credit on this one because he's a little bit undersized, but he's extremely talented. So give them credit for identifying it early because they did. They offered that kid before anybody else, and obviously I think – you know, the attention to that, you know, probably led to an early commitment just to make sure he's in a position to have a spot to go. He participates in the Elite 11. Um, obviously, spring football and coaches getting out on the road helped enhance his recruiting profile. Really gifted, both athletically and with his arm. He's just not very tall. But, I mean, that's it's not as big a deal as it was before, sure. right? We used, to, we used to place such a negative stigma on that. And now, if you're 5'11", 6 foot, who cares? You know, if you're talented, you're talented. And so... I think early on in the recruitment process for him, if he was 6'2 and had his skill set, he would have been very, very highly coveted early. But he's one of those guys that I think is going to see the vast majority of his recruitment come from this past spring into the summer and then going into the fall of the senior year. All right. So you like him. You think he's got talent. Yeah. And he could develop into sight. So Mississippi State is on him hard. Uh, and we'll see if, if – you know, what he decides to do, but people feel like MSU is, is in the lead. And for our listeners, Chris Parson out of Brentwood, Tennessee, is in the ESPN 300. So, um, and and you know what? There are room, there's some, there's some discussion that Cliff Kingsbury and Lincoln Riley have had 
uh, several com- well, they know each other obviously, but they've had several conversations mm-hmm. with Mike Leach as of late, and they have nudged Leach a little bit to 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 tell him get an athlete. Yes, yeah, you, you, you're. They both recognize he's amazing at that position, but to get a guy yeah. who's a little more athletic, when you hear that, what are, what are your thoughts, Tom? Well, take a, take a look at what Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, a lot of these guys have done in that scheme that have added a dimension that Mississippi State doesn't currently have. And the reason why those coaches, if there's tr- truth to the, the to that notion, the reason those coaches are doing that is they're probably, you know, alluding to the fact that in the current state of the true air raid, you know, we've talked about this before, you have very little semblance of a run game. You add in an athletic quarterback, you now force the defense have to defend the run. You don't have to force the defense to do that if you've got a non-runner at quarterback. So it makes a lot of sense if, if those rumors are true. All right. Uh, Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Elon College is in South Carolina, North Carolina. North Carolina Beautiful facility. They were a yeah, they were a Division two program that moved up to the SCS level and made a couple of playoff appearances. And like I've told you, my my son is very realistic about what his ability level is. So we're hitting camps that uh, he knows he could have a chance to play at. How much fun is that for you? I know you're having fun with that. It's awesome. Let me tell you something. It's awesome because I spend the majority of my time evaluating everybody else's kids, right? right. And having to make, <laughs> you know, object uh, really, and having having to make objective, you know, decisions on people and kids that I don't know. I have to go off of what I see, uh, who we talk to. We have to go off of performance, and just like you know, the thing in in, in Hawaii, one of the things that I really stress to these families is. There's a reason why there are different levels of college football, and that's because there are different levels of talent. And the most difficult thing to do for most prospects is to look in the mirror and realize and admit to themselves that, hey, I may want to play at Alabama. I may want to play at LSU. I'm never going to play there. But that doesn't mean that there aren't places that don't give out scholarships that you can play at. And fortunately, I've been able to get that across you know, to my son, I hope I get it across to all families and kids that, that we visit with, because whether it's the FCS, whether it's the group of five, whether it's division two, to have your education paid, paid for to play college football is a real, real privilege. And so you got to take a look in the mirror sometimes and say, hey, maybe I can't play here, but I could play at Furman. Yeah, you know, I could play at Louisiana. I could play at Middle Tennessee State. Those things are important. No doubt. I agree with you. It is a privilege. And all right, buddy. Have a have a great week with your son. It was good to have you back on, and I hope we catch up again next week. Sounds good, man. Look forward to it. All right. See you, bud. Tom Luganville on the Corona Premier Guest Line, brought to you by the Premium Cigars at Havana Smoke Shop across from Shaggy's at the Reservoir and I-55 North Frontage Road. I had an Oliva G. From Havana Smoke Shop last night on the back porch. And it was delicious. The show is also powered by the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems. Roofing.ms. The president of that company. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Joe. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.